Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passion, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. You know, I love technology for certain things, right? Technology to me enables us to do so many cool things and inventions of tech inventions. Like for example, right now, I'm actually sitting in my bed with a laptop on a laptop table on my lap just to give you, I'm just going to paint the picture for you all. And my Yeti microphone hooked into my laptop. And then I have my iPhone in my hand that has just a few of my like keyword notes. You know, I don't really script myself as you could probably tell. I just turn on the mic and I let it go. So um, in this sense, how amazing is this, right? I can sit here, I can record into GarageBand. Oh no, I'm sharing my secrets. I'm kidding. And in about 10 minutes later, I'll edit it and then get it up on Buzzsprout and it'll push a podcast, a recording out to all these different directories everywhere, anyone around the world that has access to them could download and listen to my voice. That's wild, right? Like I think about these kinds of things. I'm kind of one of those weird people though that, I mean, this is pretty impressive. This is really cool innovation. And I am a Gen Xer. I'm 47 years old. And so I think about, you know, the kids that are growing up with this are like, yeah, so I've always been able to do that. Well, we haven't. A lot of us have not. And this has been a pretty amazing ride to just see. I went from typewriters, you know, when I was a kid, we had some Apple computers, but you pretty much played Oregon Trail with them and a little stick figures, you know, were walking across the screen until you got diphtheria or dysentery or whatever, or your horse died or, you know, whatever happened. So I think it's pretty amazing to see just how far technology has come. What I think is also equally amazing is to see how not so far humanity has come in a lot of ways. Now, I could probably sit here all day long and pontificate about this particular topic, but I really want to want to hone into um, augmented reality and artificial intelligence, chat GPT, all this stuff. So I did do a podcast before talking about, um, you know, the metaverse uh, and that whole buzzword that was out there. So I'm not going to repeat that, but I will say similar philosophical kinds of arguments, if you will, that I'm going to share on this. And and then I promise I'll tie this back to leadership pretty quickly. So a good friend of mine and I were having dinner last week, and he is also a communications professional. And he was telling me how they use chat GPT, you know, more like as a thought starter, you know, something that helps some, some of the communications they put out here and there. And it's, it's really helpful. And it's a real time saver. And I thought, Wow, that's that's cool. That's neat. I mean, I've I've looked at it a little bit. I really haven't played with it a whole lot. Um, but then if you go on to like the media or LinkedIn or anywhere, you read all these articles, it's like 300 million jobs are going to be replaced by AI in the next 10 years. You know, there's chat GPT is going to completely take away marketing and PR jobs and comm jobs, you know, people freaking out. Now, you all know, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, the media loves to sensationalize, like, let's not get emotional about it, let's calm down. Um, But I mean, there is some truth to that. What I find it funny, though, the chat GPT thing is, 
oh, this is totally accepted. It's fine. Now, back in my day, if you would have like copied what someone else would have done, that's called plagiarism. And those are not your unique ideas. And it's like, what? So even ethically, if you think about it, we're getting into a, a strange gray area, I think, with some of these AI tools, um, you know, getting help from someone else to finish your stuff was, again, never okay. But but it's AI. So that's okay. Man, that's a whole nother, you know, crisis of conscious we could talk about. But here's, here's the part that more, I don't want to say concerns me, but I feel like Humans do not know how to find balance. We suck at balance. I mean, in every aspect of our lives. So what do we do? We're going to swing the pendulum so far one way rather than seeing tech for what it is. Tech is an enabler of our humanity. That's what it should be. Like me sharing my thoughts on life with whoever wants to listen. And thank you so much for listening. Is but I'm but it's me and I'm a human and I'm not using Chat GPT and I'm not you know downloaded into the matrix or maybe we are we don't know just kidding, but I'm sitting here using some tech to enable me to get a message across to amplify my voice like that's freaking cool and I love that that's why I'm a social media nerd and junkie and I love what it can do now the shadow side of all that again losing our humanity. Where's our interpersonal skills going? When you think about the skills of leadership in the future, what about authentic relationships? Like, I feel like there's a lack of authenticity when you start replacing things with artificial intelligence. And let's be, let's be really frank. Why on earth do we want to build things that could potentially become smarter than us? Have you not seen Terminator? I'm just saying. Or any of these other things where, you know, the the thing takes over and then starts creating. There's been like real examples of this too. Like the Google car it blew up because it actually started to figure out, oh, I can determine where to send you and how to drive. And they had to blow it up because it was like, uh-oh, the thing figured out how to get smarter than us and now we can no longer program it. And that's happened several times too with other AI where they've had to destroy it because I read something somewhere where, a computer created its own language and started talking to other computers so the humans wouldn't understand and they started like taking over files and taking over all this stuff okay I know I sound like a crazy person oh my gosh that's sensationalism Carlin what are you doing these are actual real examples and that's what I'm talking about is like why are we creating things to replace us there is no replacing humans and there, nor should there be replacing humans let's create i mean and things can get hacked too right but let's create things let's use technology technology to i call it transactional ai so if something like is an enabler or a tool that you can use that takes what really could be like a mundane practice or something that you can automate or something that maybe could save you some time, you know, using a function like a chat GPT or something like that. Sure, get some of that base. But I don't think you'll ever get a story that's going to be so amazing, so heartfelt, so emotional, etc. from a computer, nor should you. So when you create these types of things, The human should always be in control with a generated AI response. I read this article titled For an AI-Powered Future, and um, the author of it was quoted in their Stahlbrammer, was saying, we need to make sure that when you are using these types of things, the human is making the decision. Do I want to keep this content? Do I want to modify it? Do I want to discard it? You know, we have to use judgment when thinking about whatever that information or that content that the AI or the machine is telling you to do, that is where the human agency has to come into it. So 
I was reading another article that, I mean, let's be honest, though. A lot of times my freaking phone can't even get spell check right. Like, how much am I also going to rely on it to like, oh, I trust you completely, computer. Sure, send this off to my boss. Like, no, no, I don't think so. I was reading um, a couple of different things on LinkedIn. One was a Microsoft report, and it was talking about the skills of the future. And this is where, I, you know, I think leadership comes into play, and it's so important, is because of AI taking on some additional types of functions or things that we can do, et cetera. Again, they're proposing this is what's going to happen. We don't really know. Three very, very key things that humans will need to get better about, upskill themselves for. Analytical judgment, flexibility, and emotional intelligence. And also the BBC did a whole report on skills of the future. What does it look like? And again, emotional intelligence came up and so did innovation, um, which you need human brains for, right? The creative process. You can only, you can only create logic and flow so much, I think, in computers and machines. There is a certain Je ne sais quoi, I don't know, um, I don't know what, if you will, that, um, and I do, I think we all know, is we have these creative synapses in our brains. We have these abilities that, you know, we can take things and we can apply feelings and heart and emotion, unlike any machine can do. I don't care how artificial you can make it. They don't have souls, and I believe the humans have souls, and that definitely differentiates us in a big, big way. So I think also what we need when we think about the skills of the future is I think one of the biggest things we need to figure out too is also not figure out but come better about is like intellectual curiosity, which I think is meaning, again, that thoughtfulness and ability to think through things and see multiple viewpoints and sides of things, things that are also very intangible. Things are very ethereal, if you will, and heady and philosophical. That's not really something computers can do they they can fact fine and they can number crunch but bias detection and handling you know those are things that ais can't really do that we still need to embrace skills over that way and make sure that we are upskilling to those so a long way to say let's get to some sips right before we before we uh get through this cup of coffee first sip tech tools are enablers they're not replacers of humanity it's so important that we, we, that's great that we want to get excited about new tech and new ways of doing things and new software and stuff like that. It's great, but we cannot replace humanity, nor should we replace humanity. There are things that as humans, we need to be good at. We should be good at. We should embrace and sure, let's have some great new tool. I love my smartphone in my pocket, but even a smartphone, if you're staring at it, your head down all day long, you're ruining the relationships around you because you're not looking up and seeing the world around you and being present with the people that you care about and you love and building interpersonal, authentic relationships with people. That's something only humans can do and should do. All right, second sip. Lean into the skills that no AI can ever replicate and then let's get better at these. Love, heart, analytical thinking, and emotional intelligence. These are, these are things. Emotional intelligence is a learned behavior. You're not born with it. It's something that you can adapt to. You can learn. You can grow in. It takes a lot of self-awareness, self-regulation, self-management, and really 
assessing and being self-evaluative to be able to know, okay, what am I getting emotional about? What am I sensing? Where are my emotions? Reading the room, looking around, being very aware of other people's behaviors, their nonverbals. What do they care about? Peeps, this is all leadership. (laughs) This is all leadership. This is exactly what it is. Emotional intelligence is the heart of great leaders. All right, final sip. Let's stop rushing to the next shiny new thing. We are not ready, player one. I mean, we can't even behave ourselves on social media. So why are we getting so bedazzled and and stars in our eyes around these new technologies and tools and robots and things that potentially could, you know, I don't know, make coffee for me and clean my house. I haven't seen that come, by the way. I'd rather, you know, get that made that was on the Jetsons. Could we just leap forward to that? Take your chat GPT. I want someone who could just clean my house, not a Roomba, like legit clean and do laundry and that sort of thing. Now we're talking. (laughs) I'm just teasing. I'm not really teasing. That would actually be very cool and that'd be useful. Um, But truly, stop rushing to these things. You know, we have got to focus on our humanity and as leaders, We've got to really work on the emotional intelligence of our teams and innovative thinking, analytical thinking, and judgment calls and reasoning and interpersonal skills. I do worry that this generation coming up into the workforce next, the alphas, are not going to have these skills. They're not going to know what to do, and they're going to be hiding behind computers and keyboards. And, you know, just because we can technically do something doesn't mean all the time that we should just like I feel strongly too about just because medically you could do something doesn't mean you always should. It's, you know, we, it doesn't mean it's going to better humanity, especially in a time when we have seen so much of our human spirit, kindness, love, compassion, resilience, perseverance, all the things that make us humans and good humans and great leaders are, are getting lost. So leaders, let's place higher priority over helping people, helping people be people instead of trying to replace people thank you for having a cup of coffee with me for more sips and tips connect with me on social and follow leader sips on facebook twitter instagram and pinterest and don't forget to visit my website carlinholbrook.com until next time keep on brewing